your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the EOC play the cranberries right right before wasn't that so nice were you dancing in your seats we were dancing backstage let's hear it for Rhea Butcher there was a hair on my microphone that's why I was going ah that's disgusting gross. yes that's Cameron Esposito thank you oh do you know what I just realized backstage? There's a hair on my microphone. No, I didn't realize that till just now. But ah. I liked, I, you know, I'd love to spend a few more minutes ah. watching you flick anyway. it. Um, <laughs> Rhea, I Cameron. just realized backstage that um, I mm-hmm. that I'm that yeah. I I got You're my wearing period. Clothes? I got my period so bad that I put on a white top of my outfit. <laughs> I don't know why that makes sense to me. You guys, so like what's balance been it out happening to me? I had, I was so sick I couldn't leave the house for 10 days and then I just scooted right into my period. Now I, I felt fine for one day and I walked nine miles in San Francisco which is actually a seven mile city. So how I achieved that, I don't know. But my phone said I did so I ha- it has to be true. Yeah, it must be true. If it's on your phone, it's true. That's what I always say say um the visual of scooting right into your period is really sticking with me yeah when you're sliding into first and you feel a little burst it's your period you just got your period it's the middle of the night you just got your period you're trying to figure out do i need to get up and deal with this or can i sleep in my own blood And I would totally sleep in my blood 100% yeah. of the time, but then the cramps kick in. I'm like, oh, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always wake up with cramps, and then I'm like, I, surely it'll go away in a moment. It never does. I know. Because they're just starting is the thing. But my brain is always like, eh, it'll pass. No, it won't. That's literally the point of it. It exists for <sighs> an amount of time. I know. I, I hear you, and I've just been upset all day. For no reason about nothing. Yeah, you've been pretty crabby. <laughs> I've been so mad, and I even had a good day. I like had a you, did have a you know good I, day. I had a person I had like a work thing I had to turn in and I did it, and but still, so mad. Just crabby. Just so mad all Just day. Just real crabby. Oh, but I'm sad about Dolores O'Riordan. Yeah. <sighs> She's very. That was the lead singer of the Cranberries. That was their song "Dreams" that you heard. Some of you. I think are young, and so <laughs> you're like, I've heard that. You never heard in about a movie this. before. You think of cranberries as a different thing. That's a lesser cranberry. <laughs> <laughs> Most important cranberries of all time. She uh-huh. had short hair. She did have short hair, and Very nobody else had short hair. Monumental. Annie Lennox, Sinead O'Connor, Dolores. <laughs> Full it. stop. That's it. No one else had short hair on the planet. Just those three people. I'm trying to think of like. Is there like a, was there like a woman of color who had short hair? Grace Jones is a great, first of all, thank you, that's true. Tracy Chapman, disagree, hard disagree. Dreads, she dreads, dreads. hardcore well, giant poof dreads. Or twists, yeah, sometimes twists. twists. 
Okay. Well, <laughs> somebody pull it up. Let's pull up the covers. Let's get a look. Man, are we going to get in a fight? Bunch of lesbians fighting about whether or not Tracy Chapman has technically long or short hair. Actually, I think it's like actually kind of long. Actually, I think it's short because like the twists are short. It's just like that they're twists. So they look longer than they are, but they're short. <laughs> you have a... I don't know you what the hell is happening. Tracy Chapman like, oh, joke. I thought you were talking about my hair. No. <laughs> oh, that, um, like, you know, what kind of childhood I have because until very recently I thought that Fast Car was a good, like, fun song. <laughs> like, I thought it was a, almost a good song. And I was like, it is a good song. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I like thought a it happy was like, song. A, I was like, yeah, you get a fast car, you get out of there. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Speed so fast, but like I was drunk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. With I, happiness. I, I love feeling drunk, you know? Mm. So. <sighs> I really thought that was a positive song. Yep. Well, anyway, Flores was so great. Such an important part of my 90s. Uh-huh. Uh, childhood? Sure. Like, I was I was born in 1981, so... In the Whoa, 90- oldie. <laughs> I was born in 1982. Yeah. So, like... I am a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> so there, I'm ruining everything. You are, like, the... But you're not... I, mean, I, know, I know, I'm dressed like a construction worker. A millennial. Doesn't really look like a millennial. Millennials are, millennials are so mad at you that you're part of the group. I know, dragging say, them down. They say with their pants up to here, pleats. What Whoa. is happening Everyone's with a millennial Does, Nobody here, understands how funny it is. I'm sorry. I understand this is the old part of the show where people go get really old. But like, I never understood that thing of going, oh my God, it's coming back around until now. Oh, yeah. Until right now because everybody's Cause wearing 90s enough. clothes. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I thought I for sure we nobody was going to wear that Skinny stuff. on the bottom, yeah. baggy up top. I thought for but sure we were like, our it. clothes fit now, so we're just going to stick with that. And nope. nope, we're going back. <laughs> Big old pleated pants with a crop top. I never had a shirt that fit me until I was 20 years old. <laughs> But yeah, Dolores... They didn't even... I, th- this is a thing that I saw at Amoeba Records. I was like, holy shit, I can't believe this even exists. A size small, sublime t-shirt. <laughs> I was walking what? I mean, it's... It's definitely like not an original sublime t-shirt. <laughs> make some, you know, I, make some, I, yeah, I get what you're saying. I understand. It's a reprint. I feel like she was really important in the 90s in a, just such a huge way. Um, and my so-called life was really important mm-hmm. in the '90s, and Alicia Silverstone as Bat wom- Bat Girl, Bat Woman, <laughs> Bat Person was really important in the '90s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've never seen that Batman. What Batman and Robin? I've never seen it. Really? Also, never seen the first episode of My So-Called Life. Because wow. I, yeah, I know. I remember I missed it when it aired, and I was like. And then, you know, like, technology being what it was, I just haven't caught up on wow. it. Wow. Um, so episode two, though. No, no, anyway. I feel like, does anybody even know what we're talking about? It's a television show. <laughs> and, um, and Juliet is in it. I'm just, I just use another dated reference about Claire Danes. Okay, oh, nobody from knows what I'm talking Romeo about. Romeo and Juliet, plus Juliet. <laughs> just an I got you with Romeo plus Juliet I know 
There was a movie in the 90s. It was like a retelling of Romeo and Juliet, but they were all wearing Hawaiian shirts. So it was like pretty updated. <laughs> Boz Lerman, yes? Yeah. It was. It was. It was. There's a very chatty Everyone's section having over little here. side conversations <laughs> that keeps just like, I don't know what they're going on. What? Is, what? <laughs> Tell me. Tell me, tell me so I know. <laughs> now they're just talking to each other again. We're describing to the youngins with us. So it's sort of like... Which a, things were you describing? All of it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's like a pop-up video kind yeah. of thing. I understand. <laughs> now see, pop-up video was this it thing was in the 90s. It was a video show. <laughs> Wait, I gotta tell you what music videos are. Okay, yeah. so MTV started. <laughs> and then VH1 was this whole other thing. Like for adult know? contemporary yeah. kind of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is a true delight. All this, of this is a yeah, true this was delight. Fun. Ooh, we really what like that. What a delight! It was like watching a lava lamp, you know? <laughs> I also am in the... I, there's maybe two other people in this audience... They would know this, but I am of a particular age that I confuse orbits with the gum, the car rental service, and that drink that came out for a year. <laughs> there are three things. Yep. Orbit, orbits, orbit. That's right, Rhea. That's right. Still, everybody, this has been the most, everybody's, this is, it was this, everybody's just, <laughs> like if anywhere I look, there's just somebody Everyone's like, like okay, okay hang on, here's the thing. <laughs> The floral print dress that you're wearing, it was relevant I can't, then. I want to go back to how you've never seen Alicia Silverstone as Batgirl. I know. That's so weird to me. It is weird to how me. How important to you was she in your young life? Uh, not as important as Liv Tyler, I don't think. That's what I was going to ask. Which one was more important? <laughs> Do you? Because like I you was the Alicia Silverstone in that video. If you get my drift, you know I was the one wearing the hat and stuff. So it's more like a, I'm Alicia Silverstone, and I don't know. I've always thought you were more Liv Tyler. I'm shocked to find this out about our relationship. Don't wear fuzzy sweaters. That's a good point. Um, do you guys know a weird thing about the band Aerosmith? Is that uh, the lead singer of the band Steven Tyler? <laughs> introduced the world to his daughter uh, by putting her in music videos of his songs as a, like a sexy object dart. You know, like, like well, check this lady out. And, yeah. then, and then it, it was, was all his very, own uh, child. Um, <laughs> which so here's, was very enjoyable for me as a young gay going, ooh, look at them. They're, going, they're, ooh, they're breaking out of school and they're getting gas. They're always doing some of this. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but you, then it was, you know, very creepy. And it hit its crescendo when the movie Armageddon came out. Oh, right, yeah. Because then Liv Tyler was in that movie. Yes. So it was an Aerosmith, Aerosmith saying uh, the theme song to Armageddon, I Don't Want to Miss a Thing, which, as, as you know, was my high school boyfriend and my song. Um, <laughs> also, like... Funny, looking back at it, I, really, I wanted to miss several things. Lots of things. As it turns out, we didn't, yeah. Um, I went ahead and just missed it, is what I'm saying. <laughs> sure. All the things. Um, but yeah, I didn't want to miss a thing. The music video uh, is Ben Affleck 
with animal crackers uh-huh. on Liv Tyler's stomach, then cuts straight to her dad. <laughs> yeah. But that's also the woman who's always been in his music video. Anyway, it's, it's very confusing. And, yeah. you know, if the current climate isn't weirding you out enough, <laughs> go ahead and dig through those videos. <laughs> It's crazy, because I'm crying, and I'm living on the edge, so. (laughs) Two people like that. Everyone else is like, shut up, oldie. So, who is, if it it wasn't Alicia Silverstone, who, by the way, just FYI, I was Uh so into, it was Batman and Robin that she was in, and I was so into it that I not only had the poster, and not only, like, tore the pages out of, like, a teen beat, taped them to my wall, but then I also cut out my own bats out of construction paper. (laughs) And I taped those around them to make sort of a scene. Sort of a collage kind of a thing. A vignette, if you will. Yes, I did. Oh, this poster's so Batman-y. It's attracted real bats! (laughs) You know, it was sort of supposed to be the image that people were left with when they came to visit my room. Did you cut out shapes of bats or did you cut out the bat symbol? This is very important to me. Rhea, great question. The difference between I don't two. think I realized until much later that there was any differentiation between the shape of a real bat and the shape of the bat symbol. <laughs> because in my mind, I was cutting out real bats, but they were shaped like the bats. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> that clears it up then. Yeah. Uh, so they had that all over my wall. <laughs> I just imagined Batman like grappling, hooking into your wall, like because there's symbols all over it. <laughs> like, oh! Oh, shit! I don't know. I've been called to this teenager's room! (laughs) Whoa. And I'm just like, I heard that Chris O'Donnell asked for a larger codpiece. That's a bit of trivia about the movie (laughs) Batman and Robin. It's true! It's very confusing. He has a giant... You should look up just images from this movie because he has a giant codpiece. This is very early in, you know, pre-Mar... There weren't even Marvel movies, you guys. And so, you know, people were just learning how to make those suits for anybody. They put nipples on them. They put nipples on the suits. In that movie only, there's nipples. (laughs) And he has a giant space. Like, he has a huge codpiece. Mm-hmm. So it's so big that it seems as if Robin would not be able to run. <laughs> like red hot chili peppers? Is that what you're talking about? They wore tube socks on their... God, that was too deep of a reference. Oh, no! <laughs> no, I, I just wasn't... I, for some reason, I thought there was going to be a red hot chili peppers song. But also, whenever I think no. about the red hot chili peppers, I think about the time I was walking home from Griffith Park, I saw Flea having a lemonade stand with his daughter. Aww. This was two or three years ago, and I didn't want to, I just want, you know. He goes, do you want lemonade? I was like, I don't have any money. And I also didn't say, it's funny that you're flea, though. (laughs) Having a lemonade stand. We're agreed, right? (laughs) I just let him have his moment with his daughter. Totally. Um, When I watched Back to the Future Part 2 with my mom, she was like, I saw that someone is named Flea. I'm sure that must have been the dog, right? (laughs) She thought Einstein was played by a dog named Flea. Literally all of our references, nobody has ever I'm seen not, any I know. of these things. I don't care. This is like a deep... I know exactly what you're talking about. Wait, so I, what I was leading to was, if it wasn't... So who was like... Who was your... Who was your person? I don't... Who I, was like the... Who did person I Person on your wall or Crushes whatever. on in the 90s? Yeah. The pe- you want to know the person that I had on my wall Wait, in the 90s? Can I guess? 
Sure. You can take take a couple swings of this. Ryder Strong? You are correct. Yes! <laughs> I just knew you well enough yeah, that you I do. knew who it would be. Yeah. Incredible! Yeah, because I think I was like, I'm looking in a mirror. <laughs> That's what I look like. Cool, with my hair parted down the middle. Man. No one knows who we're talking about. Wow, I wow. literally can't believe you don't know who, or like I whatever from Girl Meets World. There, the, he's still in that show, right? The whole audience going, ah. I know, I'm gonna throw up. I'm so upset right now. I'm so upset. This is very uncomfortable. I don't feel good. Should probably lay down. You're Wait, getting... do, you, do you guys know who other people are? Let me ask you, let me ask you some questions. Just clap if you know who Jonathan Taylor Thomas is. I had a Simba. Simba. He was also on a show, and he went to Harvard eventually, but Simba I like is what's going to work for you. Had like a weird crush. And now you guys are like, Donald Glover? Anyway, fuck! <laughs> what? No, I just, I, like I had a weird crush on Jonathan Taylor Thomas because he reminded me of Nancy McKeon from Facts of Life. So I was always, like, kind of, like, into it. <laughs> she played Joe on a television show from the 1920s called The Facts of Life. Yeah, you could see it at the talkies. <laughs> yeah. They put a candle behind the film strip and projected it. <laughs> Wait, do you have any other early crushes? Like, so you went Ryder Strong. I thought you were... We're gonna list a bunch of people off, and you only went with Jonathan Taylor Thomas. And that was. It. I mean, I can. I mean, I just didn't know if we wanted to get like into Jonathan Brandis. Like, I didn't know if we needed to go there. We don't because yeah. nobody knows R. who I. that P. is. I know. R.I.P. It's really sad. I'm sorry, Christina Ricci. Do you know who that is? Yeah. Okay, she's still around um, <laughs> and doing and working. Uh, she was in a. I was a big uh, Thomasy and Nicholas fan for the same reason. I was like, that's me playing baseball for the Cubs. Oh, that's that guy's Ricky name. Deer, funky Butt right. You would also know him from American Pie. Um, okay, well, I just want to stop naming people. Okay, great. what I want to do, and I want to hear more about you. Okay. Rhea. Cameron. Was there another person after Ryder? Um... <laughs> I don't know. I, nothing's coming to my mind. I mean, I can. I have like a big list. I'm shocked that your yeah. list is so tiny. Just Ryder Strong and me? Jesus. Are you shocked? No, I guess not. <laughs> yeah. We're always talking about... Never mind. Rhea's kind of a one-woman guy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm not. You're not. <laughs> Bit of a horn dog. <laughs> horn dog and a white leather jacket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I totally am. What? How are you not? I don't know. I'm just like, what kind of construction work can I do today? Yeah. <laughs> when I mostly think about woodworking, you know, and then like, I don't have any of the tools. I don't really know how to do it, but like, I'm thinking about it. So I know this sounds like a double entendre, but I didn't intend it that way. I was actually, when you, that's what I was thinking about woodworking. I was thinking. About... Sure, yeah. <laughs> Mm. Well, I had this whole door when I was a kid. You had a do whole door of women? <laughs> door. Yes, actually. But there was dudes, too. 
but all the dudes had long hair. Because <laughs> in the 90s, that here. was pretty easy to find. Yeah, Brad Pitt. Um, and also, like, gender fuckage allows, like, obviously, everything's... But, but yeah, Bra- exactly. Brad Pitt with long mm-hmm. hair. That's a beautiful person. Mm-hmm. Jared Leto with long hair. Whoa. Before you knew Pump anything about him or he had spoken <laughs> outside of the television. <laughs> because he was originally on a show called My So-Called Life, and he just played an he played a, a he played a love interest for the main character and you liked him so much I thought he was great you know I didn't even know he had a band and uh, I, I should I should never have known that <laughs> um, who else had long hair and was amazing weirdly like like I feel like I had like some Antonio Sabato Jr. on there yeah anyway, whoa pump the brakes on that one too the whole back of <laughs> they my... all turned out bad. Is, did Brad turn out bad? No, not Brad. Well, okay. that's debatable. But <laughs> Antonio Sabato Jr. was at the RNC. Yes, he was. Well, that was embarrassing for him. Yeah. The, the the he's a cologne the, salesman. The thing about the like, celebrities that showed up at the RNC is that it was much like tonight, where when they walked out and people were like, can you believe we got Antonio Sabato Jr.? And then they cut to the audience. The audience was like... We, we can, because we have no frame of reference for who I this is. I don't know is. who that is. <laughs> well, should we, should, we, should we start this show, Rhea? Sure, Bichette? yeah, let's start the show. <laughs> yes. I like so much that you're wearing, a, you're wearing a Project Q shirt right up in front. This is amazing. This Project Q is a wonderful organization that's run by my friend Madden, and they give haircuts to folks that um, are trans folks of color who might be without housing and, and need haircuts to match their gender identity and feel cool and get jobs and get housing and stuff. So anyway, this is just a plug for Project Q. You should donate and support them. It's run right here in Los Angeles. I love the organization, and I donate myself. So thank you for wearing that shirt. And yeah, awesome. Uh, should we... Let's now do stand-up comedy, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, more 90s references. <laughs> more 90s references that are barely working, plus a plug for an organization. Real quick. Did, oh, did you just sort of get them, but not all of them at once ever during the intro? <laughs> Slow it down by mentioning a 501c3. Now, anyway. <laughs> That's a great joke. Rio, would you like to introduce the first comic? I feel like I've talked more than you, and oh, I, I yeah, would like sure. to give you the floor to do the intro. Yeah, this comic is amazing. Uh, you may have seen him on the most recent season of Insecure. That's a wonderful show. Please give a warm welcome to Ahmed Weinberg, you guys. <laughs> I was, we were just in San Francisco and we did a show for Sketchfest. Shout out to Sketchfest. Woo! Another throwback to the 90s. <laughs> it's not a throwback. I just wanted to say that and confuse everyone um, and ruin my own momentum. So <laughs> we did a show at a place called the Swedish American Music Hall. And it's like, yeah, give it up for the Swedish American Music Hall. <laughs> was really excited about that. Um, and it was like a Swedish American hall and it's been there for a really long, it's a real old building is basically what I'm saying from like the 1870s or something. Uh, but they've since turned it into a venue and then they used the top part and there is a private bathroom up there as opposed to the public ones downstairs. And the manager was like, I could take you upstairs if you need to pee or whatever. And I was like, yes, please. I want to go away from people as far as possible. So we went upstairs and I was like, this is a 
really old, kind of weird building. And she was like, yeah, there's ghosts. <laughs> and I was like, tell me more. Also, don't tell me a goddamn thing. Like, I just am... And she was like, ooh, sorry. I'm, are you scared? <laughs> like, just mentioning ghosts was going to be like, nah! <laughs> just a me-shaped hole just running out into the street. And I was like, please tell me about these ghosts. And she was like, well, the first one was an accountant who worked here. And he hung himself in the room you're about to perform in. And I was like, terrifying. And then she was like, and then the second one is just a little girl. So I don't know. There's just always just a little girl. There's an accountant that hung himself in the room you're about to perform in. And then a little girl. Could you imagine that? Like fun buddy cop story? It writes itself. <laughs> I do like going to San Francisco. It's a place that I experienced before I actually ever physically went there uh, because I'm from Ohio and then I lived in Indiana. And, yeah, woo! <laughs> All of Ohio's here! <laughs> but I lived in Indiana and I was like, yeah, all of Indiana's here! <laughs> so you're picking it up. So when I lived in Indiana, I really wanted to move to Portland. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. And I didn't understand, like, how travel worked, so I, like, figured out my own travel. To This is also, you know, back in the 1800s or whatever, because I'm very old. And so I, just, I went to Portland for, like, a solid week, which is not really how you visit a place. You should go for, like, three or four days. But I was like, I mean, I should go for long enough to get the real vibe of the place. So I stayed at a hostel for seven days. <laughs> I listened to so many dudes play acoustic guitar. <laughs> it was just constant loop of acoustic guitar. So I stayed in Portland, and then I was like, well, Portland is not for me, because Portland was like, where are you from? And I was like, Indiana! And they were like, we don't even know that's a place! And so then I was like, no, I'm not living here. And so then the day I was going back, I was waiting for a bus to go to the airport, and I didn't know how travel worked, so I got up at like 4 a.m. so that I didn't miss my noon flight. <laughs> And I was waiting at the crack of dawn for this bus, and there was only one other person waiting for the bus with me, also from the hostel, this woman who was, like, late 40s or something like that. And so we struck up a conversation, because if you know me, there's nothing more that I love than chit-chat. I just love small interactions with human beings that are positive. Like, that's, like, my favorite thing on the planet. Like, when I'm driving, my favorite thing to have happen in the entire world is when two people get to a stop sign at the same time, and I don't care if I am the, the one on the right, I'll let them go and just say, go ahead, you go ahead, and then they go. It's my favorite fucking thing in the world. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. Favorite fucking thing in the world. If we just did that with each other a lot more, the world would be a better place. Just like, I'm a pedestrian, they start to cut me off, and they go, oh, no, I'm so sorry. And I go, and then they go. Favorite fucking thing in the world. So I started talking to this woman, and then we got on the bus, and she was like, oh, well, where are you from? And I said, well, I live, I'm from Ohio, but I'm going to school in Indiana. And she was from San Francisco, and when I said, I'm, I'm going to school in Indiana, she went, <gasps> how do you get any fresh food? <laughs> and that was my first experience with San Francisco. <laughs> and I was like, fuck San Francisco. <laughs> Anyway, let's keep the show going. How about, what do you think? Yes, I think so. 
This next comic, I think it's their first time on the show. Um, and number one, we always go crazy when it's somebody's first time on the show. They also are going to be uh, hosting a benefit, a live telethon on February 1st, which you can watch on LadyPartsJustice.com. And I believe Mark Hamill and another famous person that I can't remember, and Cameron and I are both going to be on it. So you should watch and donate and give a warm welcome to Liz Winstead. <laughs> I was trying to listen to Rhea and I lost it all. I'm from Minnesota. Okay, it's exciting. I'm also half Swedish. And so as she was telling the story about Swedes being direct about something, I was like, Swedes don't run the Swedish Institute anymore in San Francisco because it's so past. Do you know Swedish people? American Swedes? They're the worst. Like they are so passive aggressive. It's in my mother actually said to me after asking me why I didn't have kids for like 50 years. She, she actually said to me, I think you should breed something other than contempt. <laughs> I know, right? But like, it's crazy. Swedes are so, it's, they're so practical that you, it's, it's mistrustful because you, they try to be good, but they're very practical. There was a Nazi found in Minnesota about five years ago. Did you know this? Like, it was one of the last living Nazis in Minnesota. And they found the Nazi on my aunt's block. Yeah, and so she called up my mom with this big Nazi news. And she's like, oh, my God, Jenny. Have you seen the Nazi on the news? And I was like, I did. And she goes, you want to know what? The Nazi lives on my black. My mom's like, no. She goes, yeah, and you want to know what? His sister-in-law died like a year and a half ago and I brought over a hot dish and I never got the pan back. <laughs> I should have known them. <laughs> so it's fucking crazy to be raised by those crazy people. But um, it's also joyful in a way because, you know, Minnesota was the first state to legislatively pass marriage equality. They put it on the ballot and Minnesotans are like, yes. But it was also a weird practical thing. So I flew back home to go door knocking to make sure that people were going to vote the right way. And they sent me to this like transitional neighborhood of like blue collar people and hipsters. And so you didn't know what you were going to get on your block. So I knock on the door and the woman goes, oh, hi. And I was like, hi. She goes, come on in. And I was like, okay. And she goes, why are you here? And I was like, maybe you should have asked me before you let me in. But here we are. Um, <laughs> And so I was like, well, I'm here to talk to you about Amendment 1 and why it's really good for Minnesota to make sure that, like, healthy families are, are stronger when everybody can create a healthy family. And she goes, oh, I know. But I just have some conflict. And I was like, okay, well, what's the conflict? She goes, you know, I'm not sure I'm okay with two gay guys getting married, but I don't want to be a jerk about it. <laughs> And I'm like, right. Like, why can't that just be how bigots are? You know, maybe I'm just so But here we are. Super good times. Thank you for spending your last night on Earth with me. I appreciate it. It's nice. I feel like that every day. I feel super negative. I do. Do you feel negative? 
I mean, it's really hard. Like, the fact that you bought tickets in advance and came here means that you see a future that I don't see. <laughs> like, I won't even buy green bananas anymore because I'm like, fuck it, really? Three days, am I going to be here? Like, do I want to spend that money? And, like, I am a news... I mean, I have to wear a Thunder shirt to watch the news. Like, I feel... Because it's just like, at this point, keeping this president feels like elder abuse. It's just so awful. And he's just a, everything's a mess. Like, I don't even, like, you just watch it and you're like, the pre- Donald Trump just feels like, like you're watching the Macy's parade and then a balloon got loose and it's just like deflating and banging in the buildings. I mean, I feel like that's about as much control as everything Megan has right now. And... The fact that anybody acts like they're shocked when he says racist shit is so bizarre. Of course he called nations a shithole. He's a shithole. I mean, that's just like how it works. And he's never proven that he cares otherwise. I mean, we saw the way he, like, the Puerto Rico, the way he treated Puerto Rico during the hurricane, I mean, he ignored Puerto Rico so hard they might as well rename the island Tiffany. That's a really good joke, you guys. I mean, like, that's just like a joke. Like, oh, really? I'm a little worried about you. Also, I'm an abortion rights activist, so that's fun. Thanks. I know. I'm glad you appreciate that. Um, and it's fun to talk about it on the on social media. People are really warm and receptive. Um, I don't know. Has anybody ever done a study to how many calories you burn walking family on Facebook and Twitter? Because I'd like to know what the ratio is. But, and it's amazing how people get so violently involved in your life. They're like, well, how many abortions have you had? I'm like, I don't know. I don't save receipts. Like, it's hard. Um... shit and you're just like how is this happening and I, I was watching Bill Nye the science guy de- right he's so he's great and he was debating the guy who founded the creation museum Ken Ham, Ken Ham one of my favorites I've been there twice um, so they were debating whether or not the earth was 6,000 years old and I'm live tweeting it going you know fire is 10,000 years old and then some guy just slides into my feed whore I'm like You know, I know a lot of sex workers who are really good at science. (laughs) And B, even if I did get blowjobs for money, you're still wrong. (laughs) I understand your point. You know, we have birth control that's like now controlled by our bosses, whether or not we can have it, because a Christian craft store went all the way to the Supreme Court to decide that. And you're like, what is a Christian craft store anyway? What do you sell there? Two by fours? I don't even understand. (laughs) Manger fixins? I don't know. I have to go. Thank you so much. So Liz Winstead, how are you doing? I'm really great. Thank you. That's awesome. Um, So you're doing an awesome fundraiser. 
And it's going to be on LadyPartsJustice.com. Tell me all about it. So we're doing a, a telethon to raise some money. Um, a bunch of comics and musicians are going to go out on the road this summer uh-huh. and go to battleground states where we actually have a chance of winning and taking back mm-hmm. either Congress or governor's houses or, like, state rep houses. And, you know, you just, as as it comes down to bodily autonomy and reproductive mm-hmm. rights, seems like we have to have telethons and <laughs> yeah. Kool-Aid stands because oh, really? nobody wants to give us money to do it. Yeah. But what we've learned is, um, you know, I started this organization, like, I don't know, five years ago with a bunch of other comics and stuff. And we realized if we just go do shows, we have a big audience. And yeah. then we have the activists that live in those places uh, talk about what they need afterwards in a talk back. The audience signs up and they get people really motivated. Last year we went out and we went to Birmingham, Alabama, and our audience got together with like activists there. And they elected a black, democratic, progressive mayor in their town because they had yeah. that much more of a boom. So that's what we're doing. That's great. Yeah. So what kind of states are you? going to uh, on this tour? All the ones that um, are pretty hard, you know, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like we'll go to Texas, we'll go to Minnesota, we're going to go to um, Virginia, Mm -hmm. Kansas, some places in the South. Mm -hmm. Um, We're really pegging it towards congressional seats that are vulnerable Mm -hmm. um, and governorships that are vulnerable. And so we're going to, it's not going to feel at all organized because we're going to be like traveling in some kind of crazy Z, Y, X pattern. Yeah. (laughs) Very much like gerrymandering. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You're redlining yourself. We're redlining ourselves (laughs) and exhausting ourselves in the process. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for doing that work and everybody should uh, keep a lookout for that. Yeah. Ladypartsjustice.com. And uh, Cameron and I are both going to be on the television. That's right. On uh, February 1st. We're putting you to work. You guys are going to be hilarious. Happy to do it. Thanks so much, Liz. Thanks. Keep it up for Liz Winston. Ah, yes. Yes. Liz does awesome work for abortion rights. Good gravy. It is. It's wild what people. Oh, man. We're living in this. Do you know what I did? Do you know what I fucking did? To respond to all of this is what I did was I cut my hair. I cut my hair all short. Um, I have never had hair this short. This is my. This is part of my response to our president because I don't know why I was keeping any of it long. Is what I have to say. Like whatever power I thought I was doing, I used to have a very specific hair, and it went like this. And. <laughs> Whatever I thought this was buying me, like, oh. (laughs) That shit didn't work. So we have a predator in office. So I'm gonna have fucking short hair. I'm gonna wear almost no makeup. Because even as, like, a lesbian, it is really important. Do you know how important it is that I am attractive to men? Do you... Do you, like, have any idea how important that is in society and my industry? Do you know how important it is that I am attractive to people that I have no use for? Like, to be cast in a movie. I have, when I, I've been in many, I've been in a few movies. There's all, I am, like, couched by whoever I'm, whoever my wife is or girlfriend in the movie, they're like, we got, we'll, we'll go ahead and let this one through. But that one's going to have the real long hair. <laughs> I feel like part of what's happening right now with 
people talking about assault and harassment, I am reading some of these accounts of what folks are saying like isn't harassment or assault. And so I feel like I'm the perfect person to talk directly to dudes because like straight up, I do fine, first of all. <laughs> and also, I got that inside tip, you know what I mean? I'm both, I could, you're using me the wrong way is what I'm trying to say. If you're putting me in the movie or you're talking to me like, I don't know, maybe later I could fuck her. No, use me to fuck them. <laughs> Whoever they are, in a consensual way. Because I'm reading these stories, I'm, I'm literally like, what are heterosexual people doing? Literally, what are you doing? Have you never had a conversation? You're running from opposite sides of the room? <laughs> it is straight up not difficult to ask. It is so not, this, you just go, do you like what I'm doing? That's even kind of sexy. You can say it in a different way if you want. Do you like what I'm doing? <laughs> and I mean, obviously, also, we have to live in a world where women can say... And also, I'm speaking in a binary. I'm sorry about that. I think it is a weird time right now because we have to speak to the binary and then we also have to destroy it. So it's two things at once. Oh, boy! <laughs> I just feel like every once in a while I, I forget, you know, like what straight women are up against. So I guess I'll speak directly to the dudes. Like, get your fucking shit together. <laughs> get your shit together. I mean, I just like, I can't believe amidst all these stories, there's still like some guy like, oh, I can't say I like a woman's sweater. And I'm like, that's what this is for you, man? Like, how easy is your life? That you're like, I need to say about her sweater. Like I am mad. I feel, I feel sweater oppressed. I mean, do you think you're dying? Your dying thought, and you're just gonna be like, I didn't say enough about the sweaters. Like, give it up. You know what? The answer to that? Oh, I can't tell a woman at work I like her sweat. No. What if you can't? What if you had to shut up about sweaters? Who fucking cares? Do your job. Do your job that you get paid way more for. You are probably the boss. We are not the boss. You are the boss. I'm assuming that means you know what you're doing. Why are you wasting all this sweater time? Make this company more lucrative so that she can get a Oh my god. And I also feel like every I I have to say this about every person that is being named right now and every story that is coming out um I do actually think that this is positive. So I understand that the inclination might be to pick apart what sounds credible, what 
scale everything you know that as human beings we love to do that we love to put things in order like well this is worse than this and this is worse than that and you don't I just want to give you I want to free you you don't have to do that you don't you can you can just not do you don't have to have like a list of men and then you know scratch it well fuck this guy's number one actually now and here I was chiseling this into my wall you know like just there doesn't ha- you don't have to rank people and you don't have to talk about which things are good it, 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 you know, ir- irrefutably we, we can actually just talk about like how we can all get better clearly there is a problem because n- nobody understands what the fuck is going on like these stories are coming out there isn't like a guy going like that's exactly what I did and I did it because I knew it was right you know like that's I haven't seen that response <laughs> I've seen, like, denial, and I've seen weird apologies. I haven't seen anybody being like, I agree with myself. You know, the way she puts it down? uh, Yes! (laughs) So even men aren't, like, thinking this is right. We just don't, we didn't get, we didn't get good education. It's actually, it's the whole, it's... It's not just dudes' fault. It's not just women. It's, 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 it's the whole culture. It's what you're taught and what you're not taught. I never got sex ed. My whole sex ed, I watched an abortion in class. That was it. That was sex ed. I watched an abortion on screen in religion class my senior year when you were a freshman you knew you were going to watch the abortion video when it was your senior year you thought about it the whole time ooh the abortion video it was this whole thing and you watched it during religion class by the way religion when you were a senior was a split class it was religion slash gym <laughs> so what I'm saying is like Tuesdays Thursdays you would roller skate Monday Wednesday Friday you would read the Old Testament and watch an abortion in class yeah I can't believe we didn't figure it out I also feel like some compassion for the teacher that I had to grade that just produce one single grade I'm like, well, she can roller skate backwards, but she did cover her eyes during the most sensitive parts of the video, so. I guess just a B plus? I don't know. I don't know how to average that. I have no idea how to average that. For a letter grade that will affect whether or not she can get into college. This is why I said earlier, I don't know what straight people are doing, because one thing I will say, uh, queer people do a lot of negotiating. I feel like when we talk about queer people, when we talk about the LGBT community, when we talk about gay people, we, all, we, st- we always tell these stories like that are our horror stories because we have been trod upon for the entirety of, the, of human history, right? Like, like we just got our rights like five minutes ago and not all of us and there's still so much work to do, but we always forget how fucking awesome it is to be gay because gay people had to go take care of each other. They had to learn how to talk to each other and there is no standard act that's called sex. What? <laughs> Think about how freeing that could be for you. You know what it is? It's all sex. Any of it could be sex. Isn't that amazing? You can use your hands and it's sex. I mean, we live in a world where it's still debated whether or not the female orgasm exists. Like, think about that. Think about how wild that is. Like, that's still, there are still like, there are still like articles like, did she or didn't she? And it's like, oh my God. Yes, it does exist. 
Like, we don't even talk about women masturbating or people with vaginas masturbating. We don't talk. There's no move for it. Like, there's no equivalent. <laughs> we don't even have a, we don't have a word. I use jerking off as a, wor- as a word that applies to that, but we don't have a word. For, there's no, like, socially acceptable word. Like, n- nobody... If I go like, I was jerking off, some people here are gonna go, what does she mean? How? How? (laughs) It's so bonkers. We have to get so much better at talking about sex, and then that will be one way that we can get better at limiting assault and abuse. Also, like... Just, please, could... I want so many more women directing things because I want to see so much less sexual violence in movies and television. Like, I understand... First of all, Law & Order SVU, I don't know if you guys know this, it's the longest-running scripted non-animated show. Like, that's how much rape exists in our culture that literally the longest show is about rape. Like, we've still got stories. Like, it's a clown this time. Like, we've still got stories. Like, we've still got stories. And at least that show exists in a world where there is, like, justice, right? And where, like, like even if justice isn't always served, at least it exists. And it's not just, like, it's not just something that happens to a person as an origin story, which is what I fucking hate right now. Like, every drama will have just some woman who's, like, very powerful or cool in any way, just a woman who can speak out of her mouth and some sort of put a sentence together. And then we have to see the flashback story. Like, how, how did she get so confident? What is it about this woman that makes her so attractive to this whole town? And then she's always raped. Like, there's always some, and it's a throwaway scene that you know was pitched. And, like, honestly, straight up, I believe that a woman can have dragons and never have been assaulted. <laughs> it's, it's also um, okay to have been assaulted. I'm actually, I'm a survivor myself, so I'm not saying this, like, but I'm just saying it's not, that's not where our power, our power comes from. Our power doesn't come from that. We're creating a false equivalency, and we put it in male, in, in male characters that we want to demonize are always having weird sexual violence attached to what they're doing. I was watching, um, what is that fucking movie? The Dark Tower on a plane? Because when you travel a lot for work, sometimes you just, that's all, you just go, oh shit, I've seen everything but The Dark Tower, and so you'll watch it. And there's a character, Matthew McConaughey plays, plays like the bad guy in that movie, and he has this power, this is what he can do. He's a bad guy, he could kill you, he just goes, you're dead. So he's very powerful and good at killing people. But that's what he does to men. When he's going to kill women, first he comes up behind them and he licks their faces. And then he goes, you're dead. And that's why I feel like it's a huge problem women don't direct more movies. I don't even put that on Matthew McConaughey. I feel like he did that one time for one take. The director didn't correct him, and he's like, well, I guess that's my character's trait. <laughs> Men, I just kill them in this, like, very intense way, like, the, like, like an unstoppable way. I just go, I wave my hand. But women, I, I lick their faces first, and it's very, you know, I don't know why I'm doing it. I know why you're doing it, Matthew. I know why you're doing it, because you're possessing them and owning them. And, and, uh, but I don't want to watch it, because I'm on a plane, first of all. <laughs> I, 
That's what I want to watch. I just want to watch a movie where women are killed in the same manner as men. <laughs> that is, like, definitely not too much to ask. Okay, well, I've been great. <laughs> Friends, we've got two more awesome comics uh, left on the show. And this, this next friend, you know, he is somebody that, that Rhea and I like so much. We, he was in our television show, Take My Wife, and was just one of the most fun people to work with on set that I had a chance to work with. I loved it. And he's a hilarious comic. Let's hear it right now for Ahmed Barusha. Give it up for him. Come on. Thank you, guys. Let me go over camera and let her hear it. Who's filming these abortion videos? <laughs> What a weird job, right? <laughs> He's like, what do you do for a living? Oh, I film abortions to scare little girls from sex. What do you do? Oh, I'm an accountant. Uh, guess the world needs dick, uh, ditch diggers, dick diggers, I guess. Uh, <clears throat> just became a father, just became a father. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, my son is five years old, but I finally started putting in the work. <laughs> No, he's four months old, four months old. His name is Walter. He's pretty cool so far. He's pretty cool. I'm not sure. It could be racist. Hasn't said much. Um, so far, he's pretty cool. I was excited to have a baby. I like babies. I like babies because all you got to do is make a weird face of them, and then they're your friends. I wish we could do that as adults, you know? Just see, like, a cool guy at the gym, like, working out, and you're just like, oh. And he's just like... Yeah. <laughs> you got cool hair. <laughs> Can I see your keys? <laughs> I think it's really weird when fathers take pride in the size of their son's penis. I find that weird. It's really common. People get fathers get so excited at the ultrasound, they're like, Oh, you see this see this thing? You see that thing? It's like, oh, okay, calm down. <laughs> you know that's not your penis, right? <laughs> You know you don't get to use that. You know that doesn't change the size of your tiny penis. Like, it's so sad to, like, have your self-esteem, like, depend on the size of your son's penis. But then my son was born, and he started peeing through all his diapers. We took him to the doctor, and we're like, hey, something's wrong with these diapers. And the doctor said, no, your son has a longer-than-normal penis. And I was like, it's not bigger than my penis, is it? <laughs> Give me some of those diapers. I'll pee through those diapers. <laughs> couldn't do it. Those were pretty good diapers. Uh, extra absorbent. Uh, when you have a son, you have to decide if you want to circumcise him or not. If you guys know about that, you probably do. It's not that secret. Uh, I'm circumcised, but I don't know if I want to do that to someone else. Seems pretty horrible, right? Unnecessary. But people will argue for it. People are really pro-circumcision. They're like, oh, it's clean. It's clean. It's like, how about soap and water? Can we try that first? <laughs> and other people will be like, oh, don't worry. He'll never remember. He'll never remember. It's like, yeah, he's a baby. He's not going to remember anything. Doesn't mean I should do it. <laughs> he's like, oh, never, don't worry about it. First two years, do whatever you want. Chop things off their bodies. <laughs> Then the weirdest argument I kept getting, people who knew I was circumcised would be like, well, don't you want your son's penis and your penis to match? <laughs> what kind of fucked up father-son pageant? 
you think we're entering into? <laughs> I was like, hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Look at those penises. They're so similar. <laughs> now that I have a baby, I don't know if you know this, but people feel comfortable just talking shit to your face as long as they say it to your baby. <laughs> And just be like, oh, your father forgot to take out the trash, didn't he? Oh, you got a belly just like your dad. <laughs> You're like, you know, I can hear you, right? Just because he doesn't understand doesn't mean I'm not hurt. Your dad's a lazy piece of shit, isn't he? It's true, though. Um, I'm here, right? <laughs> I shouldn't be here. I have a, I have a son. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where he is. Uh... My dad's Muslim, my mom's Catholic, so I'm neither. <laughs> not sure what I am. I don't think I'm an atheist, not because I don't think there could be nothing, but because I don't like the attitude that comes with being an atheist. Like, I feel like in life, we're all just walking on a tightrope off of a skyscraper and you're just fog. Right? No one can see beyond the fog, but everyone keeps falling off. Like Everyone you ever heard of falls off. All your grandparents fell off. Kid in high school fell off once. <laughs> You just don't want to fall off. You're just walking along, trying not to look down. Someone's like, hey, don't worry about it. I heard when you fall, there's a net down there, and it catches you, and it feels really nice. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay, that's good. And then atheists are like, there's no net. <laughs> and like, hey, stop shaking the rope. <laughs> there's no net. It's just jagged rocks we die in at hurt. You're like, hey, shut up. <laughs> I'm trying not to fall here. <laughs> like, why do you think there's a nest? Like, no, there's probably not a net, but maybe like a pillow or even more fog would be okay. <laughs> it's like, just let people think there's a net. The problem isn't thinking there's a net. The problem is when you're like, we think the net hates gay people. <laughs> just shaking the room. <laughs> My net says if I push you up, there'll be hot girls in that to have sex with me. It's like, your net's a pervert. <laughs> My uncle on my Pakistani side doesn't like hearing bad things about Pakistan, so he doesn't like hearing a lot of things. And don't laugh too much. I went to his house, and at his house, he only has Pakistani Indian TV, which if you haven't seen it, is like 24-hour music videos. But every Indian music video is the same exact music video. It's always a guy chasing a girl, but there's a pillar in the way. <laughs> and he's like... You can't get around the pillar. <laughs> the pillar is like the number one form of birth control in India. It's not working too well. <laughs> There's a lot of Indians. Um, There's a break in music videos. On comes the news. News starts talking about a Pakistani terrorist. And my uncle's like, no, no, no. Mm -mm. You see these guys are Pakistani? They're actually Indians pretending to be Pakistani. I'm like, how would you know that? And he said, because they're uncircumcised. I said, how would you know that? I said, because after they blow themselves up, they find the bodies uncircumcised. So my uncle thinks after a terrorist blows himself up and the buildings around him and the dust settles, laying in the dirt, is just an unscathed, uncircumcised penis. And then there's a huge government cover. We get these dicks out of here. The president's coming. <laughs> that joke's called Packy Sack. <laughs> hey, you guys are great. Thank you very much.
was funny. He played Jimmy on Take My Wife, and he was really good in it. He played a guy who was like, I don't know if I'm going to be a good dad. And then he was holding a baby, and he was such a great dad. Now he's a dad, and I love it. Anyway. <laughs> you guys, our final comic is coming up right now. Are you ready? Yeah. Yes! This next comic is one of my favorites, friend of the show. Really excited when she comes by. She's on two television shows right now, Crashing and the Comedy Central show that's about to premiere, I believe, tomorrow. Corporate, please give a warm welcome to Aparna Nancherla! <laughs> Aparna Nantrilla, how are you doing? I'm great. Yeah? Hello. Great. Uh, so what have you been working on? I know you are you got a couple TV things you're doing. Yeah. I. It's weird because I feel like I did them all spread out, but now they're all coming out together. <laughs> yeah. So Crashing just came out the second season on HBO, and I think my, I pop up a little bit in it this season. And then Corporate, this show on Comedy Central that Jake Weissman, Matt Ingebrigtsen, and Pat Bishop have created comes out on on the 17th of January mm-hmm. and you might see me in that <laughs> and then I have a Netflix half hour coming out with a date that I do not know yet <laughs> but it's on Netflix so dates are very flexible yeah. anyways it's yeah. like once it's there once it's there it's but there. that's that's rad I can't wait to see that Thank that's you. exciting where did you film it it was filmed at the Globe Theater in downtown LA historic theater <laughs> district <laughs> that's very awesome and oh a porno yeah. We're also going to be on two dope queens because we're on the same I episode. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about it. I think, but I, was I like, think so. Says it, then I'll I think it, our I'll names are. I mean, I was okay. tagged in it. I got a like a oh, Google alert. Oh, you did. Okay. I mean, okay, I think great. I'm allowed to talk about okay. it. Oh no, did I just ruin it? No, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I think probably just the, the you know the big celebrities maybe are surprises. Oh yeah. I think yeah. yeah. We're not allowed to mention yeah. the amazing person that was on our episode. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. That I can't believe I got to see in person. I know. I don't know if you felt that way. I felt that. Way too. I saw them and putting on makeup, and I was like, did? I can't believe. Okay, I like, I just course. walked past their their room, and the door was open a little bit, and I didn't want to be like a weirdo and looking at them too much. But I just happened to glance over, leaning in, putting on eyeliner with a, with a leg up too. And that's like an iconic look, right? This I to see them doing. It. it was pretty great. So, anyway. You guys will just have to tune in to know <laughs> yeah. what we're doing. We'll just have to watch to figure out who yeah. it is because we left it very ambiguous. <laughs> very ambiguous. <laughs> it was wonderful talking Thank to you. Thank you for having me. Uh, watch all of her stuff. Keep it going for Aparna! Yeah. Uh, you know what? That was that was so fun. Ooh, we have to do a we have to do an unfun oh, thing yeah. right now, which is just to tell you, and this is real talk. Uh, I guess there were, have been a couple muggings in the neighborhood recently. So as you guys go back to your cars right now, try to travel in groups if you can, or like walk your friend to your car, have them drive you. Does that sound good? Stay safe. Stay you promise? You'll try? Okay, great. Uh, just silence, you know, just <laughs> silence. Just even clapping with agreement would be fine. Great. <laughs> hey, you know what? Everybody on the show was amazing, yeah, right? They were wonderful. <laughs> That's Thank Rhea you. Butcher. That's Cameron Esposito. We'll be here next week. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Put your hands together. Put 
Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. Ah! Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.